I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips were sipping gin, girl. Make your bounce, your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sip kombucha for your womb. Honestine squad, link up, it's like boom. The girls be giving you vibes. Tune in, chill out, and feel good inside. Like it girls. Hey, we the ish girls. Hey, girls. Welcome back to It Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. How are we all girls? Um, oh my God, it's well. We're doing some pre-recording so you all guys all have some content over Christmas, Avi. Happy Christmas in two days, girls. Happy Christmas. Happy Crumbo. It's Christmas. If you are bored at home, your mammy and your nan and your dad are wrecking your head, your sister's stealing your shit, you need some time in your room, peace, away from your auntie asking you about the fella who <laughs> broke your heart and the college that you dropped out of, you need... Ex-Gals. Hell yes. If Ex-Gals is not enough, we are doing weekly Ex-Gal episodes throughout the winter season, throughout oh, silly yeah. season, and um, they're juicy. They are, they're a lot more personal, so if you are missing out on your pals or you're just needing that kind of connection, that's what people come to Ex-Gals for, because there's a mm-hmm. whole catalogue of 130. 15 episodes I mean so many fucking episodes girls like you like this is just if as I said we always say it if you fly through the one episode and you're like I need more just sign up if Um, you're addicted yeah like in December we had obviously Jenny Keen on we did a really funny uh, episode where we talked about unpopular opinions. We got everyone's. Like, I went in. We we both went in. We had Sarah and Fiona on, and we're doing like a, a kind of a, a overall wrap up of the year over there. And we've got some really exciting guests lined up for twenty twenty one already that we're recording as well. Like we are working fucking hard. So a five for a month, as we said, like look twenty fifth up to the twenty fifth. You're having fun. You're out drinking. There's that weird period. A period being the operative word between the twenty fifth <laughs> and New Year's Day, where yeah. you're like, I've like the Christmas. It feels weird to watch a Christmas movie when it's the twenty seventh. I find I'm like, it's the post Christmas come down. Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's not Christmas anymore. So what better way than to binge on X Girls? Go over sign there, sign up there. It's Patreon.com yeah. forward slash It Girls Podcast. And if you're looking for to do a little bit of shopping, we also have our merch live, uh, which is on our website too. You can go have a look at that. We've got cute hoodies, totes, all the rest. Um, and yeah, I mean, like we we've got it all. All over here, girlies, and yeah. you that's where the community exists. That's community. Where you can, community, community, that's where the community is. <laughs> oh, gross! I sound <laughs> like a fucking politician. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay for president, it calls for president. That's where you can tap away, make a new friends. When the lockdown lifted, some of our ex gals met up and had this like brunch, this bottomless brunch. They're making real pals, so that is where you can connect with people. They all follow each other on the gram. They're real life friends. It's where you can watch our live stream. It's where you get your discounts for everything. It's if you, if you're a real one, you're an ex gal. And we have a very exciting uh, ex gal bonus, which will be coming out between Christmas and New Year's Day, which we're not going to announce yet. But just trust me, it's a long awaited bow. 
Christmas. Boner bonus. We'll leave it there. Um, okay, so Christmas, Lynn's favorite and least favorite Christmas song. Okay. I have two favorites I can't choose. Okay. Okay. Blue Christmas, Elvis Presley. Oh, that's one of mine. <laughs> okay, so okay, so do a Christmas song Christmas. and Christmas carol. Oh. Just to mix it up. So your favorite song? Oh. Elvis. Well, you see, I, I love that Elvis was the most Christmassy man in the world. I used to, whole album. Albums. He was obsessed. <laughs> and he did like also. He had OCD. There will be peace. he does. Obsessed <laughs> with Christmas disorder. There will be peace in the valley. I love that. For, for me. He's there just like I found this weird Elvis web- website years ago That was like every photo ever taken of Elvis in Of his personal collection It was like oh. him skiing Him like on a Like all this stuff and Can he I was- say I'm um, sorry to interrupt But I know you'll agree uh, Fucking uh, What's it called? <laughs> Silver bucket? Bucket what Bucket list trip Graceland Oh 100 emoji Yeah Like I need to go there And then Go to Dolly Parton land. He's such a little weirdo. I know. I have this book that is all of his possessions photographed. He had like a turquoise gun. <laughs> How cool would that be if I was like known to have a turquoise gun? I'd have rose quartz, but like he's still. Yeah. Um. But he was obsessed with Christmas. I love that about him. I love that. Like he, in that weird website I found, there was like a catalogue of <laughs> images of him like in Santa hats. Like he was obsessed with no. Christmas. Like it was his thing. He would like decorate his home like so extravagantly, like go away in the snow. Like oh. he was a Christmas hoe. And uh, any Christmas carol you love? I wouldn't be a carol gal because I was forced to go to church at Christmas and I was like. Mm-hmm. Just traditional song. They don't have to be, you know, religious. I do like seeing rum pum 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 pum. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that. It's so like British and annoying. And what's your least favorite Christmas song? Probably rum pum pum pum. pum. <laughs> My least. Um, gives a few there. I My can't... least favorite is it's Christmas. Oh, Christmas song. Yeah. I hate yeah. the British ones. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because it kind of feels like. You're in the pub, everyone's fucking knocking yeah. out of the way. You're like, fucking bitch. You've you realized, know that this is an expensive rat and bowl yeah. dress. You've realised you're way too drunk. You're going home to puke on Christmas Eve. Nothing more grim. Or going home at Christmas Eve when it's like 5am. You're like, oh. my mom is going to kill me. Oh my God. Because <laughs> like I usually have to do, do the Christmas shit, you know. And yeah. then I'm like, mammy. Because I'm usually staying in my mom and dad's house. I'm like, please let me go out. Please let me go out. My Christmas wish. You're like, you're it. not going out Christmas Eve, David. Like telling the whole, like I'm locking up. Me and my sisters escape. And drink, drink and be merry, I and love. then come like sneaking in. Oh yeah, I fall all the time, and my mom's like, "Oh my god!" Getting up at five a.m. to put the turkey in. Um, what's I, your favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song? Okay, well, I do love an Elvis moment. Mm-hmm. Blue Christmas is incredible, uh, but to be different, I also have been loving Frank Sinatra's. I'm a very a classic. Frank Sinatra also has a Christmas album. Of course he does. Of course Cheeky he does. Um, and that's Gorge. You know, I love the classics. Yeah, I love the classic old, Americana. Yeah, like 50s, 60s, you know, Americana, that kind of shit. Favourite carol, I love. Ring Christmas bells, merrily ring. Because really? I love, we used to, I That lo- gives me anxiety. Oh no, I love it. Oh, I love it. I'm like, am I being chased by elves? Because in my school, so we used to have carol service Um, in secondary school. And it was like, we took it really seriously. They'd be like, 
60 people in you had to audition to get in but th- everyone would want to get in because you used to get to skip class mm. for like carol service practice so like for the whole entirety of december you could just mitch and be like i was in carol service because like the teachers would never know when the practice is on it would be on for like a whole day or half a I day loved that shit and we used to do that song and it would sound so cool because you do it like and then yeah then altos would come in and then the bass would come in like christmas it was so oh and you're literally like dabbing you're like uh okay i'm gonna be on tv soon and yeah, that my least favorite is that it's Christmas. I I hate all the eighties ones. Unpoppy a pin. Yeah, don't really like the fucking shame again one. Fairy tale New York. Yeah, I'm just like that doesn't make me feel Christmassy. That makes me feel poor. I it feel makes poor me feel when like I listen to that song. Sad. Yeah, I'm like, what and now they've politicized it. So oh, like, I know. I really which just is like. I'm like now I'm like it's it's lost its charm. And it's just not like that a, I care about saying that fucking word. I'm just like It's like you ruined it. You've ruined it. It's over. It's been ruined on both sides. It's dead. It's dead. Put it to bed. Also, I love Silent Night by Elvis Presley. Oh yeah. Really, really just gets into that song. He has one. OCD. Obsessive oh, Christmas does. disorder. I know, like he'd wear like in some of the in some of the pictures he was wearing like an agua colour ski, <laughs> like a very effeminate, like kinched at the waist. I love the way you always say kinched. What is it? Cinched. Cinched. I just don't like that word. Cinched. Kin- I feel kinch makes it more like, it's more <laughs> descriptive of the... I think cinched is nicer. I just don't like the... But you can identify with, with ever spelling you like. That is how I say it. Just and like Pablo. Pomscale. Pomscale. And your mum says Prosecco. Prosecco insists. I'm like, mom, it's Prosecco. She's like... Whatever. Prosecco, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Christmas morning Prosecco. Um, oh yeah, I was just about to ask. That maybe remind reminded me. What's like a, your favorite like Christmas morning ritual? Okay, preferably, and this year I don't think I will be hungover on Christmas Day because there's no like I'm not going out on Christmas Eve. It's not I'm the not same. a on pop opinion. I'm not a big Christmas Eve goer either. BTW, shout out to my fucking local arsehole of a hotel, the Golflings. <laughs> Why? They got taken over and they're so rude to the locals. Is that where you usually That's go? That's where I used to go. And oh. like everyone would be there. Like everyone from my school was so gassed. Like, and they don't let you? Um, they only served us one drink and it was residents only. And Oof. like they were just so fucking rude. There's this big tall American woman. She's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I feel like freaking kicking her in the shin is anytime i that came over to us during summer yeah, that time? Yeah, she is. She's she like, is. it's private property. It's like, I know, it's like it's locked down and I'm sat on a bench. Yeah. I'm hardly like trying to... Yes, I'm drinking a can. <laughs> we weren't. Luna no, was having blueberries. No, that's true. And also, can I say, all the memories were lovely. They're like, hello, girl. It's great to see some legs out here today. I know. <laughs> we're like, hiya, Declan. And then she was sort of big. I know, she came over big narc. It's like, sorry, you're seven foot and insecure about it. Yeah, I just, I can't, I'm not big on the Christmas Eve pintage. I mean, don't know the pintage at all. But I just I hate the packedness. It actually mm. gives me anxiety. And like, so where my mom and dad live is where I went to school and there would be a load of people but you either go to the yacht which is like huge and like so packed or like my local but there wouldn't be people I know there but it's just I hate the not being able to move yeah yeah but I I mean I do drink I hate Christmas the spillage Eve. on my dress because it's like an expensive New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve dress that I've purchased and then some oh, I don't do a Christmas Eve outfit now interesting really no I haven't for I I haven't even got done a Christmas Day outfit in a while. Maybe this year I will. Fuck I, it. I adore. Christmas I do love Day outfit. There that was my favorite thing as a kid. My more fun. fucking favorite thing was when my mom would bring me to buy me fucking Christmas clothes. Oh. I like freaking love the it. novelty of because like I stay in on Christmas Day, obviously in my parents' house, and I just absolutely adore 
teetering around, teetering around my mum and oh, dad's being gap so overly in dressed. heels. <laughs> I love Slipping that. and sliding Looking half drunk like down the stairs. Slutty. I know. <laughs> I always get, me and my sisters <gasps> look like who are going down, going down that stairs I always Christmas look tart. Morning. And my mum's always like, oh. Like, where are you going? At least you've got like, your sisters. It's me, my dad, <laughs> my mom, and my brother. And I'm there in a bandeau dress and six inch heels, which I never wear. <laughs> I know. But it's handy because you don't, you're not walking. You're, yeah. you're walking up the stairs. Yeah, you know? true, true, true. Or to get a log. I love a morning. I love a morning drink on Christmas Day. Oh, there's nothing and better. And it's always the same. My hate. It's always my mom refusing me and my dad getting stuck in. My brother's also like weirdly like, no, I will wait for my designated drink. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's like, would you stop with that? And me and my dad like skull an entire bottle of champagne. I usually have year. a books fizz because people don't give out to you for books fizz. Yeah, we do that, but I I make them and I put like a dribble of orange juice in it. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, just to, just to make it orange. I mean, it's like, what is the point? <laughs> oh, do you know what I love? A Christmas day nap. Oh, hon. Post, post dinner. And then, secondsies. Yes. <laughs> I need like a fucking second helping of Brussels sprouts. Oh, hell yeah. And anyone who's like anti-Brussels sprouts, like hello. Get a life. Honestly, get a life. It's a seasonal veg. And it's so and get delicious. get into it. it. They're so good. I fucking stand That's my I Oh yeah So then to end it off And uh, not to end it off Let's indulge a bit more um, The CD baby So favourite part Of the Christmas dinner I'm gonna say Stuffing I, I hate that word fucking Love stuffing I could eat a whole Bowl My mem is stuffing as my well My mem is stuffing No oh, I don't yeah. do like A sausage meat stuffing Oh no meat in my stuffing Me neither Because I'm I'm vegan No I'm vegetarian But I I do like a um, We do just like Breadcrumbs and herbs Yeah same Same so same good. I hate when the big Like thyme gets Like Yeah It's like a freaking fish bone In the back of your throat When the big stalk of thyme But I do love a stuffing moment I love thyme I get stuffing in sandwiches sometimes And like can you not keep Questioning about it At the deli They're I'm like Because like, I kind of say it Under my breath Because I'm like mm-hmm. Stuffing Can I have some bread In my like, bread Stuffing with tuna <laughs> like ah. Listen bitch I'm not judging the fact That you're 57 And serving me In a damn deli So don't judge What I'm putting in my sarnie And don't <laughs> act like You've never been asked this before I see builders coming in With like, their Coleslaw cheese rushers <laughs> please <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuffing in a fillet And a haddock You're like what? Ah, a ham there like, Put that stuffing In my fucking thing. Tuna sandwich and do not mention it, bitch, because I'm I'm muttering it for a reason. Because this hot builder is behind me. Stuffing, yeah, no stuffing is bay. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're an OG, you'll get that reference. <laughs> the fact I nearly said that seriously. No, you did say it seriously. I know. Till heaven calls you out. <laughs> no, just there though. Oh. Oh no, I said it seriously. That oh I don't know what. Shout out if you get the reference. Stuffing um, is bae. Stuffing is so good. With What's the, your favorite? Um, I uh, okay. So let's. Well, what we always do, which is actually a very on, um, we're very Indian this way. Oh, we do a potato, a pr- potato, a potato gratin on Christmas. Love it. Because I'm not a big another. Hey, look, don't shoot me, girls. I don't really like roast potatoes. Do you even care about the famine? <laughs> do, Ro- you, do you even know about our history? But roast potatoes. I'm, I love potato gratin and I love mashed potatoes. Roast potatoes don't mm. really do much for me. I'm like, it's basically a glorified chip. I prefer to not know that they're cooked in goose fat. Or just, yeah, like, I mean. I, like, where the fuck are geese in this 
in this godforsaken country. Fond Harf. Really? <laughs> yeah, you always see them. My mum's always like, there's the geese flying. Oh my gosh, no way. Yeah, they fly from Clontarf to Africa. Shut up. Now, the ones we get their fat from are most likely on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're hardly like, <laughs> quick, Flying get around. one from the air, Timmy. We'll make the goose fat for the potatoes. If we don't get the goose fat, we'll never be able to get mummy's favourite potatoes. Well, you love a sustainable queen around here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love it. We do a potato gratin. Love and it. when you have that gratin with a little bit of ham and a little bit of gravy okay. topped with a bit of Brussels, drop the EP, be it. Now, I don't like it when people have Brussels sprouts and it has like rashers. You know, when they do you do, know what I don't like? I just like a plain Brussels sprout. Thank you very much. Now, this is what you do with a Brussels <laughs> What you do is you don't score the bastard. And I don't mean. Oh, at the bottom? Yeah. I always score them. Never. And you don't boil. They are so much more condensed of flavour if you don't score them and pan fry them with a fuckload of butter. Oh, that's stunning, yes. But my mum used to, <clears throat> sorry, I don't mean to shame her, boil them. I would not so much boil, but I would blanch them. Searing hot water. Do you know what word I like hate, randomly? three minutes. Parboil. I just hate that. Yeah, well, parboil. It's like, why are you, par- what's par? Half boiling? Ew. Yeah, well, you half boil like them that. to then roast them. Yeah, I know. Puts the roasting time down. Home. I get that, and I'm just like, mm, oh, you're cutting time with my Brussels sprouts. Are you okay? Maybe just put the time into them. Thank you, mother. <laughs> well, I do like, um, they're very nice baked. A Brussels sprout. Interesting. In like a tray. I got mm-hmm. these ones from Dunn's recently. And if you find them in Dunn's one, get these. They are so good. They come in a little great, uh, little tray. And oh. they're shredded Brussels sprouts. Oh. And, they get, and it has pecans and walnuts in no. it. You bake that for like 20 minutes. And then they give you this like balsamic honey glaze. And you pour that on for the last 10. Mix it up. Oh, shit, bitch. It is so fucking good. Okay, maybe okay. maybe I don't need to listen to the Jenny Keane orgasm Phil comes in on X Gals. Because I just came <laughs> over a Brussels sprout. <laughs> oh my god, you know the way like carrots and all are phallic. Brussels sprouts are kind of clitoral. Oh god, I know, but imagine if you were like masturbating with a Brussels sprout, that thing would be lodged right up there. No, I mean it looks like a clit. Oh yeah. No, they're beautiful looking things. They're so I'm not going to make a little crimbo dinner for me tonight. Do you know, I don't like crimbo. Don't like that word. Crimbo I hate. I don't like Xmas. Very, very anti-Christ. I like Xmas. The X stands for the cross. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. A cross. Also, cri- Christmas, let's be real. I know you're Christian. Don't. Christian has Say be- this. Christmas has evolved beyond. F- Christmas was never only about cr- Christ. We've celebrated Christmas way before Christ. On the 25th, Romans so celebrated Christmas. Yeah, but they just adapted it because the world became Christian. But X is not the cross. X, um, X is at Christ. It's like, I don't want to celebrate the Christ part. I just want the mass part, Christmas. No, but no. But mass no is the mass. It's just like, it's. I disagree, hon. It's I'm, not all, I'm all for I'm all for it. Christmas for all. In my, no, in my Christmas opinion. for all. Everyone's welcome. But I just don't like Xmas. I just like playing on Christmas. It's Xmas. I don't mind. Ugh, actually, do I mind? Yeah. Do you know what I not? You know when girls like are putting up their Christmas selfies and they say Christmas. Oh yeah, no, gross. It's like we get it. You're a slut. Just call it Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Nice name. <laughs> anyway, Crimbo's <laughs> horrendous. Crimbo is very grim. Crimbo. Crimbo's like you're, get, you're getting nothing branded. Bo selector. <laughs> Proper Crimbo selector. It's like you're getting <laughs> just nothing branded under your tree. You know, yeah. what I mean? like it's a very you know Aldi. Yeah. <laughs> Not even little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
Glad. What are we talking about today, hon? We are going through some celeb scandals. So we have three different kind of topical celebrities mm-hmm. that we're going in on. And they're very much kind of wrapped around this one. The kind of topic or the theme is plastic surgery array. Mm-hmm. So obviously... Everyone Like plastic surgery Has gotten so much more normalised Like a few years ago When Kylie Jenner first came out With the lip fitters Everyone was like Oh my god Oh my god Now it's like Hey Where are you Oh Just going uh, to Turkey Get BBL Oh cool Yeah see you on your back Everything's so nonchalant Mm -hmm. So we are talking about The kind of Like reality TV scandals More so Because I think like Because we've obviously did Like we've done these like Every couple of months really These celebrity scandal episodes Obviously we did our one About relationship scandals We did iconic Kind of chaotic couples as well This one we wanted to Kind of veer away From relationships And more look at the celebs Themselves The scandal as a whole What it says about a society And what it says And like also I think if we're going to look About what something says As a society No better place than reality TV Because like this is like Obviously in the last Like 10-15 years 20 probably if you consider like older big brother um this is like a reflection of where tv is going we're making new celebrities from this they're a whole different breed of celeb you know that way but they are celebs in their own right because you know people used to be like they're not celebrities they're they're they have just, no they're dying to be celebrities. like sorry that's the new celeb they are right up there kim kardashian proved it she's a celeb of reality tv there you go fucking suck on that bitch yeah. um so first off we're going to be talking about the girls of geordie shore Yes. Whoa. So Geordie Shore obviously is a TV show, popular TV show by MTV that was kind of based an English version of Jersey Shore. And it was, I mean, way more chaotic than Jersey Shore. Way more toxic. Yeah. Like Jersey Shore still had this, and I don't know if it's because we're from over here that it's like the Americanness kind of makes it a bit separate, but it, Jersey Shore always had like I mean, obviously there was like a bit of chaos in there, but it was always fun and it was quite light-hearted. Jersey and, Shore, Jersey Shore, yeah. I think as well because they were just like they were kind of like characters. I know it was reality, but mm. like Paulie D with his hair, Ronnie with his big gains, like they <laughs> they almost didn't. I couldn't imagine them as real people. Mm. I didn't, but I know I. I when Geordie Shore came out I was like okay it actually created and like made a kind of a new a, a new type of person yeah, we I now know all I, know that kind of person yeah and I never knew about uh, where they're from Newcastle isn't it yeah Geordie obviously I never knew that there was like a. I remember when it came out first I was like what are they trying to do here and I was like oh they actually quite are like people from Jersey <laughs> that is yeah. crazy they are like the English version well I think it kind of explored the fact that in you know in every country there is like a subgroup of these I don't know what how you can describe these people it's like their norm core but insane massive seshers mm. just have the, their own outrageous style like mm. when you look at Paulie D's hair when you look at like Holly Hagen and like how they used to dress it's just like it's as an outsider so insane but then it's like it really bled into like society so much and when yeah. you are going at clubbing and like which I was when I was watching these shows these people exist so much yeah they're like the normal people so it is kind of like a very much a descriptor of like reality in a certain sense yeah a weird reality yes that you kind of are like oh yeah i never really noticed that you know yeah i mean and then the weirdest thing so what we're going to be kind of touching on now um beyond just geordie shore as a show is kind of like the evolution of mainly the women in the show because Mm -hmm. the men like didn't change at all 
Physically. Physically, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I'm sure they changed people. But, like, they, you know, they, even now they look the same. Your man, Gaz, he actually, speaking of the ick from the, a few weeks ago. Oh. Gaz, Geordie Shore. I have his ick. book. Oh, yeah. If anyone wants to lend. Amazing <laughs> read. <laughs> What's it called? The Parsnip or something? Yeah, me and my parsnip. Ew. Which, by the way, is so absolutely cringe and like fuckboy to the highest degree. You took it from Charlotte. Yeah, she named that. That was her little bit. Yeah. You fucked her over. Not with your parsnip. Well. Well, sometimes. But like, you know, you like shagged her off. Yeah. Pied her off. And then, um, but used it for your name to sell your weird autobiography. Yeah. And all you can think about is talking about you and your big fucking dick. And now it's it's so weird. Like the men, well, him particularly, he obviously had that situation with Charlotte where they had the epitopic pregnancy. Yeah, very sad. It went, you know, like it really affected her and stuff like that. And then he went on to find his... GF. GF, fiancé, whatever. They've had two children. Have they? I didn't know. Yeah, two children. I think one was like premature or something like that. So, you know, he's living this norm core, like Mr. Daddy life. You're loving that word today. Norm core. I use it a lot. I use it a lot. Lately. Yeah. (laughs) Norm core. (laughs) Remember when that was a thing? It was like, was it 2000 and like... people not use that? I feel like that was like a thing when I, I remember when I lived. I dropped that kick. When I lived I in New York, normcore was like the thing. It was a style. Yeah. I see it as a kind of person. Personality. Okay. Yeah, personality no, yeah, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't heard it in years. I love it. <laughs> normcore. <laughs> it just means normal. <laughs> yeah. Normie. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, kind it's of a great, it's a great, great fucking word. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the word. I'll be dropping it a couple times um, since this episode. Yeah. So he had like, he's living this like normie kind of life. Yeah. And she's still kind of kind of, oh, I'm going to talk. But like, well, because of his, I, know, I mean, this is why we want to kind of talk about the females. Because does it have anything to do or does it have a lot to do with the fact that they didn't change as much physically? Yeah. Like Gaz was like outrageous on television. He literally spoke about betting thousands of women and like all this kind of stuff and treated women like shit and was like you know just this weird sex pest and proud of it and like all girls loved him somehow so how he's literally like a grease ball he's gross i think it's like more so that like their the men's behavior was never questioned in geordie shore like Obviously, the premise of the show is that we're getting like eight wild, fucking crazy, like partiers and Jodies, and they all like going out and getting more. Oh, you know, like that mm-hmm. was the premise. So, like, but it was very, they were treated very differently from the media. Like, the women were getting shit faced. And, like, I mean, the women actually got way more drunk than the men did. Yeah. But, like, they were, I mean, uh, their treatment by the media was so much worse than the men. The men, like, they, as he said, like, Gaz spent his whole entire career on Geordie Shore fucking, fucking over Charlotte. Degrading so, women. Degrading women. Like, he was awful. The things he said about women on that show are like, I mean, and look, I'm, I'm not looking for anyone to be cancelled because that is the premise of reality TV, okay? I always say it on reality TV. Give me a villain any day. I don't want the... The utmost star, like amazing people being represented on that reality TV. It was also TV. holding a mirror up to society. Yeah. There are, are men like that. Like yeah. there are, they exist in the club. and there's loads of them, you know. Yeah. But I think that like there was never as much backlash face for the men than there was for the women. Like the men would literally go out, basically being like, "We're fucking like we're leaving the girls behind today, and we're going out and riding, getting. We're going to see how many birds we can. What do they call it again? 
What was that word they used for the fucking sex with a smasher? Oh yeah, it was something gross. Mush or something was yeah, fucking something gross. so gross. It was so horrible. And like, but the women, like, of, yes, they did get drunk and stuff, but really their biggest crime was just getting wasted. And they yeah. were like torn to pieces in the media. Like Charlotte, especially, because she was always pictured with like her tits hanging out. She was always, and I it's do- been all over the place. And I do think that they kind of got a bit addicted to that feedback because like, I found like as the seasons went on, they like played up to the drunkness. They knew that they would get celebrity status in the show if they were getting like outrageously drunk. Because I remember Vicky Pattinson said that like she left the show because she was like, well, A, she started to get really fit and stuff and get in really good shape. And she was like, you just physically cannot live this lifestyle. She's like, you're doing six months of being really healthy and then like three months of filming and you just get you're drinking so much alcohol. You're eating absolutely They provide shy. you the food. Yeah. They provide you the food, Which they provide is kebab, you and pizza. the drink. And yeah. the drink Like it's basically encouraged To be getting mortal As they call it So like she quit it Because of that mortal, As they call it As they call it And Georgie land um, So like I think that Like And then when we saw New people come on Like Marnie and Chloe Specifically They were very They knew That they knew. if I want to get Traction off of exactly. this This is what I have to do There was exactly. like a There was a They a came map. in Guns blazing Yeah For episode one Pissing themselves Throwing shit at, Around the gas Puking Like <laughs> Disgusting behaviour Quite <laughs> they, frankly They deserved it No but what I'm saying is I wonder how much That like Affected like Because we're going to be Talking about how they Their appearance changed So much And, and the, the drastic levels Of plastic surgery That they had And I wonder Is it because like It's like one thing They could control Their image Is like their Their veneer of their image You know that way Like how they are Fair enough They might be on TV Like messes And pissing themselves And acting like You know kind of like I wouldn't love to see myself like that to be honest um, But then they're walking around with like BBLs Tiny waist, huge teeth, perfect What they see as perfect face mm-hmm. Tiny noses, you know that way It's like it's so interesting that dynamic Because well, that was that was hugely interesting That like mm. I mean and I'm sure I obviously Women get a lot more dragged Yeah Women are consumers of showbiz media Totally So oh, women yeah. are the We're the customer of it Yeah so we <laughs> and, and women we always say like yes Women support women. We, we we love that over here. That's that's what we want. But like this is what happens on media. Yeah. Like if women like women love to discuss other women's looks, they love to tear down other women's looks to make themselves feel better. And these women were definitely put in that situ in that position. With the men, it was like, ugh, Gaz is gross, mm. Scotty's gorge, Aaron random tattoos, but they weren't kind of dismembered to the degree of no. like the females, like where I'm sure they were just constantly seeing this like slew of comments and vile things said about them and I remember, uh, I think it was on Snapchat, Chloe Ferry, she got some work done, it could have been her nose, and like she had all the bandages on and she took out her phone and she was like storying, crying with the, all these bandages, being like, are you happy now? I did this I for you. I remember that, that was so dark. So dark, basically saying, you've pushed me to get this nose job, here I am, bruised, post-surgery, and I did it because of you, you know, and it. It got increasingly uncomfortable now. I mean, they started off with like, you know, lip fillers, the Botox, extensions. Yeah, tan. which is like what, that's also on brand for them. You know, that yeah. way it's like every single reality TV, like, there's a, on Drag Race, there's always like a meme where they're like, oh, there, like there's the the queen with her like, Pre-season lips Because like When they're on the show They're always like Tiny lips And then they come back And they're like Hello <laughs> But it's like I mean that that's just what it is I mean every reality TV show Has that with With small cosmetic procedures Becoming more available To the public Like yeah You go off and you get And also I can imagine it Because like And a little like, freshen ups And I can imagine Seeing yourself on TV 
for a whole fucking season and then but we can like, barely watch ourselves on youtube oh my god and then you're like i need the botox like the amount of times and like that's just the reality you see yeah. yourself through someone else's eyes you notice little things that you might want to or things that already bothered you that you're like okay i actually want to change well, what's that. intriguing about like this whole that whole new world of what created because of that like norm core energy where they're like they are dress in a type of way that they perceive to be kind of like normal mm-hmm. you know but it actually is quite insane like you're wearing snow boots and rara skirts to the club there's nothing normal about that but then like you know in the kind of industry of like showbiz we see people like simon cowell getting yeah. eye lifts and botox like it is normalized yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of thing but they took it to the extreme it was like their look was already quite extreme like say when we see let's talk about like holly hagan for a while yeah. when she first came in she had like that fiery red hair she was almost kind of borderline emo for god's sake she they was- all were had this kind of emo vibe and like we're looking we'll leave all these links that we talk about by the way in the description of the pod so you can have a look on, along with us so and um, this one's kind of running through there before and so after. she came in with dark brown hair dark brown hair with these almost coon tails which were like a emo thing raccoon yeah tail, like and I do, yeah, it looked like that but i think what they were trying to do Blonde. was extensions weren't that like as kind of accessible back yeah, then yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was the same i remember when my friends and stuff started wearing stenos they there was no you didn't understand them yeah it's like yeah, when yeah. you start wearing makeup and you're like you don't have a clue what i mean with the blonde bits that's the, oh you know, yeah, yeah yeah that way that was mm. like what you call it it was ra- kind of christina aguilera yeah. dirty you call it like a raccoon tail because it was like you'd have this extra bit it was yeah like they loved it um she was a bigger girl she had like was yeah. known for her big tits they were natural at the start were they they were natural i think think maybe then, not uh, maybe not but she it says here like she was a size 16 or whatever she had thin eyebrows blah 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 i remember that um like she was kind of spoken about as like a big girl like it a big was, girl it was and a, a noted thing and it. um she yeah she was kind of mocked for mm-hmm. her look she was never mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been perceived as pretty or she wasn't the hot one like no. i mean all reality tvs right have an archetype it's like there's the hot one there's the crazy one there's the, this one like vicky was kind of the hot one at the start which is random which is random so was charlotte charlotte was the charlotte kind of was like, like the natural, natural but she was also like the laddish kind of yeah she tomboy. was pretty but the tomboy but holly hagan like she went through that thing remember x-factor contestant frankie kokoza yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. kokoza he got thrown off because he uh apparently was doing coke but uh they had a one-night stand and i think he came out and was saying kind of things about her so she was very much seen as this like yeah which was horrible she was dragged uh, yeah. in the media as like the fugly one which is obviously the not the fugly true. one that you fucking joke about to the lads like yeah. you'll never guess who I got with and she was about. I remember she was the one that like someone would get with her and they'd like keep it secret yeah I think Scotty got with her and he'd be like oh me and Ollie knows nothing fucking going on yeah, there you yeah. know that way and which is horrible and like I can only imagine like seeing that being played out on TV like how horrendous that would be to your image now she is looking like a different like an avatar person i mean like i will say now this photo is definitely like photoshopped and stuff but like i i do appreciate that she hasn't gotten that tiny nose yeah her nose is looking the same and her facial work now definitely her jaw here i think is more so um face tuned i do know because i remember there was a kind of semi-viral photo that uh she got her smile lines filled Mm mm-hmm and she put up a photo and she fully looked like a chipmunk because she it always also has really the cheek crazy, fillers yeah. and the whatever she's got going but on I do, with the jaw and I've, the lips and I've, the, you know. Yeah, I find the craziest thing about her work though is the, the body work she's had done. She's a guitar. She has had like really, and now this is an ongoing thing. This is like what we're talking about. Like this, the little nips and things from your face is like, okay, like we're pretty used to seeing that now. But like if you go on her Instagram now because this article's even older, like she just looks so different now obviously also like 
you can get surgery to an extent, but she's obviously also in the gym. Like she has obviously like worked on her body. I'm looking at a bikini pic for here. She has full on abs, you know, that way. Um, but it's just, it's so crazy to see the difference in her, how different she fucking looks. She it's looks like also, a different human being. Wouldn't you love, because what I find difficult with these kind of influencers or whatever you want to call them, you never really know what they look like. Yes, because like, it's everything so fast. I would gym. love to see her in real life. Yeah. Like, I mean, same goes for like Kim Kardashian. You know, oh, yes, I, I always say I would love to see her in real life. Just be like, what? Like, what do you actually look like? Yeah, because they're not normal looking people. Like, yeah. They're not natural looking people. Yeah. Oh, look, she dressed up as Christina Aguilera. I, and she also dressed up as Kylie Jenner in the uh, WAP video. She should always dress like that. I know, it looks way better on her. Yeah, like... She, when she's wearing the like sweatpants with that insane bod and hair and everything's just so... She has like a no makeup selfie up here and it's like, I just can't believe that's the same person. It's so weird. Her face just, is a V. I just must be so... I would find that so scary to have a totally different face. I know. Like, that I made as well. Like, I mean, your face changes as you grow older, obviously. And yeah. like, you know, my face even looks different from like two years ago. Like Same. diet changes my face. Evan's always convinced I had a nose job. I'm like, I didn't. He sees old pictures of me. He's like, look the size of your nose. I'm like, I haven't. You kind of grow into your face. Like my cheekbones have got kind of yeah. more. When the older you get, you lose the puppy fat. I realized looking back on pictures, I had puppy fat up until I was like 27, 28. Same. A couple of years ago. Like a I chubby was like, little face. Yeah, so like you kind of, the older you get, the more gaunt you get. Yeah, basically your collagen <laughs> stops producing. <laughs> but like, I just can't imagine, like that's kind of natural. It's like having kids, I don't notice them grow. Yeah. But like physically doing something to your face and it being like in your ha like your hands, like you have to love this face because you paid for it. You yeah. chose to do it, you know? Yeah. Um. So let's move on to Chloe then. Like, so Chloe here. Chloe? She joined. Who would you say? So I'd say Chloe and Charlotte would be the most successful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charlotte one hundred percent is, I think, the most above successful. everyone. The most successful. Yeah, she's dipping in the past while. She is she. Yeah, it's just kind of. I think people are tiring of her because it's the same yeah. story. Like it's gotten to the stage where, like you know, Marnie has a child. Um, Gaz has a child Aaron Chambers is randomly doing UFC Like they're kind of moving on And yeah. Charlotte's like I have another Instagram boyfriend Follow mm. my crazy life it's But like, she's definitely I think business wise The most successful She makes a lot of money Yeah Her and I would say Chloe Because Chloe has her cosmetic um, Does she? She has like know. a She. I love that That she actually went into She made these like um, You can get fillers and shit These salons She's making fillers? Uh, no she brought out like a I think she has a string of salons or else. Oh, salon. fair play. Yeah, so like she play. has capitalised on the fact, like leaned into the fact that she has got work done and mm. you can go to her company for work. She's definitely the most, um, Chloe, uh, who we're talking about now, she's the most transparent about her work, I do find, even though she, I'd say she's had the most amount of work. Yeah, and when you see her, so she came um, onto Geordie Shore in uh, 2015. And she was um, 23. And like Holly was 19 when she joined. You forget how fucking because like when um Jordy Shore came in for his two thousand eleven, I was twenty one, so they're like my age, so I didn't see them as so young. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like fucking nineteen, being put through that. Fucking hell! So she was twenty. But even nineteen, being like making that choice mm. that is going to like you know follow you for your entirety of your life. Yeah. That's such a huge like you know at nineteen, if someone said, "Hey, do you want to go into this house? It's filmed. You get free drink. You get a free gaff." You're like, "Uh, yeah, of course I do." Loads of hot guys, cool. Yeah, duh, fame. Yeah, Money. but then of you course. don't 
understand the like impact that that will have on for your forever. Yeah. In so, so many different ways. hundred so percent. Chloe, she's so pretty. I hate to be like that memmy, but she's so pretty when she first came on. And she was just like, it looks like a young girl, you know, that way. Like she really does. And she always talks about how like, um, she felt ugly. She, mm-hmm. I remember even on the show, she'd always be crying, being like, I'm so ugly. And all this time of stuff, which is so hard to see. And then it's like, you know, where is the care from like, MTV you know that way where it's like I think it's probably changed a lot now since uh with reality TV and like scouting people like especially since Caroline Flack and Sophie Gordon Sophie Gordon and a lot of the stuff that's happened from like specifically Love Island I think because I think people Love Island obviously had the suicide impact but yeah in terms of mental health um Geordie Shore is huge like every yeah. single girl on the show has completely fucked up their appearance as far as I'm They've, concerned. I mean like well you know that so taste is obviously subjective but even if we're just looking at it from like I mean I would be on the same boat as you in terms of like I don't think any of them needed the amount of work they got but yeah I will pre- say my preference I exactly don't, but, but I will say that they've both all every single one of them has had extremely intensive and a lot of and re like Chloe what's her name uh, Charlotte's had like three four nose jobs like it's a lot mm. of elective surgery to and be having boob jobs and I've changed else. their whole body. Like Chloe here, it says that she's had her lips done, an eyebrow lift, veneers, Botox, which is all like whatever. Um, she had a few nose jobs and she's had full body BBL. Like she got like her waist and she's been, mm-hmm. as I said, extremely transparent about it. Um, Again, she she does look like a guitar. Yeah, her body is like, and she does her face. I can't get and over. And it's like, I don't. That's not body shaming. I'm sure she brought a guitar as a picture. To oh, go she wants into an surgeon. hourglass. She yeah. wants that Kim K hourglass crazy face. And that's her bod and her face. Her face looks. I mean, this is probably the most drastic face difference. Her face. I'd say Charlotte's. Is. I don't know. Look at that old picture of. Go on. Click on Chloe's Instagram. There. Her face is. So like you would not recognize her as the same person If you went to school with her And knew her as that red haired picture And then you saw this girl walk down the street You would not know they're the same person The thing about Chloe What I will say is that like She has a look She kind mm-hmm. of went for it She kind of reminds me of like Julia Holland and all The same kind of thing It's like okay you're going for the yeah. Blonde Fake Big tits You know Big lips All that It's kind of like a look mm-hmm. You know it's mm-hmm. like that look, that kind of girl, I get it. Um, and, you know, that's obviously what she was going for. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, I'm like, if and that's what she was going for, she got it. She, in fairness, like, she, her work isn't... I, I would be interested to see what the facial work looks like in real life, because I think that's just always so different on Instagram. And the body. Like, her, her stomach looks quite mottled, which I'm guessing is the liposuction. I like, think what it is is, like, you know, to not... I guess like we're kind of picking them apart on their on their different works, but I just think that it's like she doesn't look like the same person, and that's what the most shocking. Well, thing. like I mean, there's body shaming, which obviously, and then there's like you have. I mean, I do feel like it's almost like am I shaming your body when it wasn't really yours to begin with? Like I'm talking about a nose that you. Mm. I'm not talking about like the nose that you had. It's a nose that you, and when you're looking at someone with surgery, as every woman and every person has insecurities and everyone I'm sure is thought, even the thought is floated in and out of their head if it was a second. Mm-hmm. You think, whether when you were younger, like, oh, I'd love a nose job. Oh, I'd love this. Oh, I'd love that. So when you see someone, you know, actively promoting and speaking about this work that they've mm-hmm. done, it kind of, I feel, gives you the ability to speak on it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I don't, it's like, again, totally like, obviously she's, 
I'm sure, enjoying herself because she's, you know, taking the pics, loving her life. But as you she's said, rich. that was really sad. She's promo- she's made a business out of yeah. her work. But like, it's so sad that, as you said, she came on like crying, being like, this is what you want. This is what you wanted. And that's where kind of like self, um, you know, self-control has to come into it. Because like yeah. in all walks of life, whether now, obviously the magnitude, the magnitude that they would get it because of their fame and because of also like, it's an interesting thing. I always notice because what I find so intriguing with all the Geordie Shore girls who've gotten this amount of work, it's like, are you in some ways doing this to keep, to stay relevant? Relevancy, Because yeah. like, it's you a get, new, it's a new media, headline. Yeah, you get like huge attention. Like Vicky Pattinson hasn't got as much work and she's mm-hmm. not as in the media. Like she obviously kind of went more into the, like with the presenting side and stuff like that. But, but she's what, not getting the regurgitative media yeah. kind of traction. What's because interesting of like constant about Vicky is that like, Although she didn't like go into the work as much, like she's is the one who's been open about suffering from like severe eating disorders. So it's like, because like, you know, they do say that after a while with getting these severe surgeries, it can lean into kind of uh, a type of body dysmorphia because like you're not seeing how you're actually looking, you're constantly wanting to change, it's like surgery addiction, mm-hmm. you know. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. With Vicky, it's like just a different way of expressing body dysmorphia. Like she went through, because I remember she put on a lot of weight um, in the first mm. few seasons of um, Geordie Shore, as she said, from the unhealthy lifestyle. You know, she was like filming so much and they're eating all this shit and she wasn't doing any exercise. And also, you know, as we know, like, if you're joining a show at 20, your metabolism is very different five years later. Yeah. So that does catch up on you. Like, and she was having like a traumatic breakups and like big. Yeah. And her relationship was on TV and they were engaged and they were broke and they were mm-hmm. killing each other. So like, she, even though like 100%, she looks so natural compared to the other girls, but she did like put her body through a lot of uh, abuse as well. You know, that way and probably struggled just as much. But also, in a different you way. know, the difference I'd say between well I guess like when you know when you think of their influence I remember like there was that point in time when they kind of the if they weren't working they were 
purposely getting these photographs. So when mm-hmm. Vicky was at her biggest, same with Charlotte, there were photographs that came out of them in Dubai or wherever they were looking large in the beach in these ill-fitting bikinis. Oh God, And yeah. they were being, well, I mean, I do think there is a known thing in the media that they, like, they would have oh, really? hired the paparazzi to take those pics of them looking big. Oh yeah, so then, so then they'd have the snapback. I remember yeah. that. So Charlotte obviously brought out one um, and this was before they kind of got into the surgery and Vicky was known for her workout DVDs and she, mm-hmm. you know, she made a lot be, of money off them. I, as yeah. Because really they'd successful. have this cardboard cutout yeah. of them as the big paparazzi photo and then, then in a bandeau dress and she was standing like next to it being like, oh, yeah, and she was tiny and everyone was buying these DVDs and freaking killing themselves and eating, what, one... 1,200 calories a day or whatever and I mean, well, she was doing bule- hit work. Meanwhile she was bulimic. Yeah. And but we was- were lapping that up. Yeah. But in the same regard you know we but if you're consuming like these people's Instagrams like Chloe and Charlotte and Holly and if you're following them you're like absorbing this like okay this is the look they're happy all I have to do is you know if you're getting influenced to get surgery mm-hmm. and you may not even know it's like advertisements you're like driving in your car you're not noticing like advertisements on the radio that are soaking up and like subconsciously going under your skin if you're like following these people subconsciously you're just kind of creating a beauty standard Mm -hmm. you know it is in your own hands in a certain degree like who you follow and who you consume and stuff like that and I do notice that like all these girls from Geordie Shore very much look the same that's that's the beauty standard within their little sub group yeah and then that's trickling down as you said to the the, the masses you know that way like yeah. that is a certain look now that that look never used to exist like when we were growing up like a plastic surgery look was just like a girl with fake boobs now it's like a whole package it's like you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's this frozen face huge there uh, they also like I mean this isn't to be shady but it's just a fact like the, I find that a lot of this look um it involves overloading your face with filler so your face becomes very large looking or something like, like quite I, masculine I've even noticed it on like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Which I'm watching There's one woman who owns Like a filler thing And like her face looks really big Like it's like Huge Like it's It's like gigantism You know that way And like It it's is like and it's a lot of the time Because You're um, adding mass to your face Yeah fairness, and they're not you know? Like uh, you know It isn't 100% proven That filler completely gets dissolved A lot mm. of it does just migrate So yeah. if you're getting like Consistent filler in your cheeks Or jaw Or wherever you're getting Especially it, if you're getting Too much migrate. too quick And you very much see that With Chloe And especially Charlotte Charlotte for me I I can look at Chloe And I actually am like Look she, When I look at Charlotte On Instagram stories Or YouTube mm. I, I just can't Unsee the work it, and it makes me sad because I'm kind of like that with your one with Chloe. Chloe. Chloe to me is like, whoa! Like I mean, she's crazy looking, but I'm like, there's still a little part of her that I would consider pretty. There's still a part. I, I would see the thing is with Charlotte for me, I can still see her beneath it. I know it's extreme. Don't get me wrong, um. But let's talk about Charlotte and Marnie because they were both kind of the same kind of brand of girl they were like the natural girl Marnie even like you know her whole intro I think at one point yeah. natural boobs natural yeah, yeah natural she had this gorgeous hair I know like this carpet of Demi Moore oh, hair like shiny fucking brown hair heavy she, she was all the guys when she came in they were like no way is she natural mm. you know like she was like known for this natural beauty and it was and she actually stayed off stayed away from the fillers for a long she maintained time. that and was proud of that yeah and then all of a sudden it was like boom she got this cheek filler that made her look plastic it made her look like a, a Barbie doll mannequin not in a good way <laughs> yeah it made her look like a man very yeah, very masculine like looking. The 
it's it's the jaw filler especially I find does that. I, I yeah, one hundred percent. Charlotte, I think like now the main thing with Charlotte is like which is so sad because like there's nothing more. I love a strong nose in a person. I, I know. think that like one of the worst like not worst that's a terrible like I think one of the things that so many people think they need that I just find takes away so much individuality is the nose job. I love yeah, a, I agree. A, a, a strong nose. A, like, no matter if you've got a hooked nose, I think a hooked nose on a woman is gorgeous. It's so, and it used to be actually like a, a beauty standard, like in Egypt and ro- like a Roman nose. This mm-hmm. was like, it was known as like a noble thing to have. Like it was like a higher bred person would have this like strong yeah, nose. Like a royal nose. Yeah. But now it's like everyone wants these tiny sloped, itsy bitsy pinched noses and they look like skulls. I know it's, oh, <laughs> Like that's what I mean with with Charlotte. It's just, and I remember, uh, I remember watching, and I think this was before she got like the third nose job or whatever. She actually still did so look quite sad. nice. She was on Loose Women mm-hmm. or something, and I think Janice Street Porter was kind of questioning her about it and saying like, mm. "Why didn't you get therapy if you were insecure about something? Why did you just have to fix it instead of trying to fix the inside?" And she clearly looked so uncomfortable because like that was just maybe not how they were handling things. And I, I just feel like, especially for like with Chloe, I think because she looks like more of an archetype of the Instagram girl. I got you, yeah, Charlotte, it's just like every YouTube, every comment, every Daily Mail thing. It's like the poor girl that's all comments about how bad her surgery is. She looks like Pete Burns. She like. But I don't think it's herself. that her sur- her s- surgery is worse. I think it's because like, I don't know. She's always just been dragged so much. I mean, like, I maybe it's the longevity that she's been in the public eye. She was way more famous than Chloe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think she looks more different than like. I think. I can still see her in her work, and I I still think it's really drastic. Chloe, for me, it's like you you literally are a different human being. You've changed not only your face, you've changed every inch of your body. I just feel like, yeah, I, I totally agree with the body thing. And the body thing is like, wow, okay. And and I don't even mean that in a way of like changing those. I don't even think that changing those things are isn't inher- inherently bad. I don't really care about what anyone does surgery-wise. Like it really mm. doesn't bother me whatsoever. Um, it's like buying a car. Like, I don't care if you bought a new ass, who gives a fuck? But I think it's just the health risk for me. I'm like elective surgery it's the health risk but it's also like I understand well I can understand wanting surgery but I think I find it like quite horrifying when they're doing it in such quick succession yeah 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 it's like hold on you've just got off the plane from Turkey with your new ass and now you're going back over to get the tits you're going back over to get the it's like compounded with the health thing and your body has to heal and it's also just the same like tattoos I obviously do tattoos people a lot of the time write to me they're like hey can I come over and get five in one day it's like just get one yeah See how slowly, you go. Slowly, slowly, see how you go. Like you have to get used to something new in your body, see how you feel. It's like moving into a home and yeah. doing it all in one go and then being like, fuck, I wish I put the kitchen there. I wish I did, you know. It's like, let yourself live in your body for a little bit longer because you're going to be in your body forever yeah. and ever. Yeah. So like for the entirety of your life, you're going to be in this body. How do you know that you want to be like, you know the way they always say like, oh, when you're 80, those tattoos are going to be looking awful it's yeah. like yeah how how will a bbl look on a fucking 85 well, we, that's looking? the crazy thing i mean people have been getting tattoos way longer than they have bbls and like i mean we know how skin, ta- also skin wrinkles yeah but like we know yeah. like you know you can look at books from like 100 years ago and they have like tribes in the mm-hmm. 1700s full of tattoos and they're 80 you know we know how it'll look yeah and also it's so normalized now it's fine but like 
having something foreign. I remember in uh, there was an episode of Geordie Shore, just as we wrap up the Geordie Shore element, girls, there was an episode, it literally lives in my mind, rent free, when Holly Hagen's, I think it was her boob implant, or was it her bum? It was her bum implant. Okay. Flipped inside her. And like, so like if you think of an implant that's flat on the back and then curved yeah. on this side, the curve was going into her ass so her ass cheek was flat. Ooh, concave. And, and she had to, could have been her boob, I can't remember. But it was either her or Sophie, one of them, I always get them mixed up. But I remember she was like, it's gone. She's like, you can usually flip it yourself. You have to go <gasps> to the ho-. It was like, I'm like, you're walking around with a, a, a box bum. A moving object in your Two body. Two boxes. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's just We don't know Like people have to get them Taken out all the time I remember like Yolanda from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I had to get like All of her And Michelle Visage Had to get her boobs Taken out Because it was like Giving her some sort of disease I know Like these things are It's it's Foreign objects It's girl. insane But it is Crazy to see in the succession is mental. The success And how quick this happened Like I mean yeah. You know Like you were saying It came out when you were 21 Nine years ago You were 31 Yeah and they've gone through such an evolution of, you know, fame. And I mean, now it's interesting now because they're at the point now where it's like, okay, you're getting the same jobs as like me Cullen might be in Dublin. You Absolutely. know, that kind of like influencer well, even shit. lower level. It's like high smile and like and diet. Like those little air fresheners. And, and it's diet like, teas when they were legal. And you and see people like Katie Price, for example, who's like, you know, I've been following her for years, just like subconsciously, like I, subconsciously I have eight. Very of her, consciously. Eight of her books on my bookshelf. <laughs> just in passing. Look, I, look, I don't follow her per yeah. se, but, um, you know, now she's with this new guy. It's the same shit that she's been doing 20 years ago. She just like, new guy, man of my dreams, never found a love like this. <laughs> Tattoos. Biggest dick I've ever seen Getting the tattooed name Like all of that stuff And it's like and But she's kind of like A well-oiled chip She f- seems to kind of Understand it And she's like One in a million These girls It's like How are you going to maintain This rev- like Relevancy yeah. yeah So crazy girls Let us know what you think So let's move on um, To a lighter topic We're going to be talking About Pete Burns Who is I mean we both love I mean, how can you not love fucking Pete Burns? An icon. Lindsay's very knowledgeable about him. We're going to be talking about his time on Big Brother. Um, because, and I mean, Big Brother as well. Yeah, and post Big Brother too. Like, for beginning in P- Big Brother, I mean, I think he was just like, it's just so good to have like a bank of clips of Pete Burns, you know, that way. Because before he was like, you know, this pop star, he was obviously in the media. There was snapshots of him being like this extravagant guy, but he was also an enigma to an extent. You yeah. know, people didn't know, is he trans? Like, what's going on? His crazy. Mm-hmm. Like his obviously his plastic surgery as well as a common theme was like really extreme, but he seemed to kind of own it. Well, uh, we weren't sure. I think mm, um, true. He obviously dead or alive is his band. Um, he has that iconic viral song or his one hit wonder or whatever. Um, you spin me round, and he came onto the scene in the eighties and he had like these big kind of afro and then he Yeah, like Boy George-ish kind of like that glam rock kind of yeah. you know thing. A new romantic kind of vibe. And Which was um, very accepted then. So it wasn't as crazy, yeah, you know. No. And then he uh went through he decided to get a lot of surgery facially. Um he didn't get work. He was covered in tattoos, but like his face, he really drastically changed his face. He was wearing these wigs. He got um a top surgeon in London did his lips mm-hmm. and um, I remember him talking about it. He went into the surgeon. They said, look, we don't have Juvederm today. We have something else. And he was like, yeah, he trusted this doctor. They put it in and it migrated all under, 
under his lips, under his eyes, this filler, whatever it was. He got a really bad um, reaction to it as well. Really, really yeah. bad. Well, it was. Yeah, his body really, was rejecting it, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And so he had to then spend, I'm thinking, like three to six months in Italy. He had to go over and have like surgeries daily to like, it was like pulse was like oozing out of his mouth. I watched botched with him and it's like grotesque. But if you're thinking about surgery, <laughs> watch that and then think again, maybe. But, um, he was known for his look like you know the way there's that like before say Geordie Shore there was these iconic celebrities like Pete Burns and the cat lady and um you know different kind of known kind of celebrities who would have fucked up their face mm-hmm. you know in inverted commas like mm-hmm. the, the surgery people yeah and um Pete Burns was one but when he went on Big Brother like you were saying he was kind of enigma there was like we didn't know much about him and then he went on and he I think which shocked the kind of public when he was speaking about his surgery like first of all a lot of the older contestants if you're watching if you want to rewatch the Celebrity Big Brother this is where do you watch it on YouTube oh it's all on YouTube yeah just put in CBB um series 7 I think it is and uh yeah it's all on YouTube and it is phenomenal because of an arc of celebrity it's so iconic because it was the first year in Celebrity Big Brother that they put in Chantel Houghton Mm. who was a non-celebrity and it was kind of like you can see how it's like it kind of created the whole influencer world because like Big Brother, uh, civilian Big Brother was making and creating celebrities out of normal everyday people who worked in Tesco were like becoming these celebrities and not for being on X Factor and having a voice for just being, having a Veruca, Jade Goody, that's what Mm -hmm. kind of made her famous. And um, so then what they did, they obviously planted Chantel, pretended that she was in this uh, band Candy Floss and saw if they could convinced the other celebrities that they were big so they had people like Jodie Marsh another kind of known for her surgery mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman Rula George Galloway who was like Tony Blair's second man so it was such a random mix of people which made it so iconic because they're gonna clash you know like we Isn't look Dennis at Dennis Rodman the opposite of the ick yeah he is Dennis, so Dennis Rodman's like Pete Farrell it's like no no Dennis Rodman can do it he is an enigma y'all can't <laughs> he's just the opposite of the ick he is just so sexy gorgeous man he's like six foot nine and or everything mental. about him even the mentalness it just makes him sexier even mad to have him and pete burns in the yeah. home because like you know he was like he would wear dresses dennis rodman wouldn't yeah but a very masculine um super masculine guy yeah dominant but like man. but also flirted with like gender bending yeah so um pete burns in big brother everyone was fascinated with him he was the star he didn't win actually Chantal houghton won which was like iconic oh, she won that. she won yeah no fucking way. um but Pete Burns was the shine, like the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, he was known for his one-liners. He had like a sharp tongue, an incredible vocabulary. Yeah. Like so smart. He would just like, and also like hilariously, viciously funny. Yeah. But wouldn't blink, wouldn't laugh <laughs> when he was saying the most cutting thing. We have uh, some examples here where I play them. Yeah. Uh, so girls, again, the links will be in the description if you want to watch this full thing, but this is just an example of Pete Burns being a cutting bitch. Boy, Give us a light, really. You know I love you. You know that I love you. You don't love anything. me. You don't know me. And you probably never will. So you can't say you love me. I you say do. you love your boyfriend. You say you love some shoes. Yeah. You say you love a perfume. It's a much abused word in your vocabulary. So consequently, you don't know the meaning of love because fundamentally... You? You don't love yourself. Oh, my God, I really do. I would never say to you, I love those boots. I'd say, because I like those boots. Rich. Who would say they love these boots? Don't divert boots? me, bitch. I would say, you me a bitch? I like, yeah, ho, I like your boots. I like your boots. <laughs> I like your boots, transsexual. I like your boots. I'm not a transsexual. I like your boots. 
I wouldn't say I love them. I love my boyfriend and I love you myself. You should love Michael. You don't know Michael. He'd probably spit on your tits. Maybe he would. I love the way you dress. That's what I'm saying. You don't saying. love the way I'm dressed. You, you told like me to the shut up. No, no, no. I don't want to hear it. You stop talking with her. I don't want to hear it because it's tiresome. You're Dennis. just trying to fill a space Dennis. with meaningless words. You might as well say to me, Ying Tong Tin Lai Po. It means nothing. We're fighting for no reason. I'm not fighting. You're talking. I mean, like, so. So cutting. So cutting. Quite so, a bully. But so quick. So quick, but got away with it because the stuff that he was coming out was genius. Um, and, and as well, he owned it. And, like, you know, there was conversations going on in the house from, like, people like George Galloway and Rula. And Jodie Marsh was very, like, if she was in it now, she would have been cancelled as fuck. She yeah. was calling him um, a cross-dresser, a trans, and, like, demanding him to label himself as these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. he, you know... He came out with these great one-liners like, "Nature played <laughs> nature played a trick on me. She put a big old dick on me." That's <laughs> <laughs> like, so always, like, have you said like Jeffrey Star? Like, yeah, and would go around with these like tiny hot pants, the dick swinging, and um, <laughs> but would say like, "Yes, he he didn't have like a, there was nothing gender about his transformation." Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was like rooted and stoic in the fact that he was like, "I wanted to look like this," or no, "I needed to look like mm-hmm. this." He was like. When I was growing up, I was so uncomfortable. Like it's kind of like it was similar to the conversation of being like born in the wrong gender, but he was born in the wrong face. That's how yeah, he yeah, kind yeah. of identified. He was like, I couldn't live with that look. I had to do this to myself. He was like, I mean, he looked great and he looked amazing. Like at that point, he was beautiful. He yeah. had come back from Italy. He had finally got the lips kind of reconstructed and figured that all out. Now, however, he never on Big Brother. He woke up at like. 5 a.m. The man never slept. He woke and he lay, he slept like a geisha, like with a wig on, <laughs> makeup on, lying down. And he would like, there's only like two bathrooms are in the whole house and there's so many of them. And he would be like waking up at five, going in the bathroom, I'd think for about four hours, <laughs> putting on his makeup, coming out, refused to not wear heels. Like in the tasks and stuff, he was like, I can't not wear heels. So yeah, he was yeah. just like, he was like, this is how I need to be and so passionate about that and because he was so kind was of like, like self-accepting yeah so, so it's like it's interesting when you look at it compared to the um the Geordie Shore stuff you know it's like people like manipulating and like completely like changing their entire look um but never having enough of it and not really knowing maybe why they're doing it like you know what mm. I mean but like Pete Burns is the example of like yes extreme surgery but like a, a, a really like fixed and like Solid reasoning for well, he's, why, yeah, and he's not denying it. It wasn't frivolous surgery of like trend based. Oh, BBLs mm. are huge. Everyone's get them fucked. Totally, it. it was quite unique and um, very much like self interested. It wasn't for the people. He just had this like very flamboyant extrovert like look, and I but don't also mean, like was, a reasoning for why he wanted it. You know that way is in like oh no I this is how I want to. Look. It was almost like a performance piece because then like Pete Burns kind of transcended his um, mm-hmm. you know his music career and like when he came out of Big Brother they re-released um, Spin Me Right Round and stuff but like he was famous for being Pete Burns and being like literally like a performance artist yeah um, through his surgery but it was amazing because he did really kind of you know when the call before conversations of gender were really coming into like. Um, the media and stuff like that, uh, you know, and they were kind of questioning. I think people were very kind of perplexed by who Pete was and what he identified as. And people, you know, it's kind of reminiscent to today where we're really interested in labeling and what are you and what's your sexual orientation mm-hmm. or your gender or your job or whatever. 
um, he was like, he said on Big Brother, he was like, I fully identify as a man. And I think that is what made him like incredible because he looked quite effeminate. He was elegant, wore feminine, like he wore like head to toe of Westwood, like corsets and hot pants and makeup. But he had this like fully masculine like personality and like he could come up against Dennis Rodman. He was like the big swinging dick in that house. Like he was the ruler of that house. And the, the two dynamics made him such an interesting person. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny in that clip that you put with Tracy Bingham from Bay, from Baywatch, who was like just a kind of Barbie doll. She didn't really offer anything to that series, but it was kind of funny because she couldn't keep up with the English witch. She, yeah. she didn't have any kind of, you know, her brain was just rattling around her head and she was like, what the fuck? How do I, where am I? Am I in Britain? It's amazing where Americans go on this show because a lot of them, they just wouldn't even have seen it. Like, yeah. like Jackie Stallone, God rest her, 2020, sad that she died. I know. But she hadn't a clue. She was like, Where's my cocktail? <laughs> and they were like, no, no, you get designated one glass of wine a night. She was like, what? I need my cocktail. I have a cocktail before dinner and after dinner every day. <laughs> and it's like they don't understand. It's like, have you heard of Big Brother? They're like, no. I just know I'm getting paid. Yeah, they're just like, I'll do this gig, whatever. What is it, Big Brother? Cool. Yeah. Fun. Their agents are like, honey, go on. They're like, okay. And then they're like, What? <laughs> It's so funny. And because you'll have these like old Hollywood stars that are like not used to this. And haven't been in the public eye probably in like years. Mm. You don't even know their personality. Yeah, you know it's that so way? funny. But um, Pete Burns, you know, was speaking about like he always, he was always had a picture. He was married to a woman for like 10 years and they maintained like a really deep friendship. I think they even lived together. And then he, um, Michael, Michael, he always went on about his husband. He was obsessed with and Michael's really normal. Like I, Norm um, Corson would Norm say. Norm Corson would say. <laughs> and he always walked around with like his little picture of the two of them on, like Aww. clipped onto his clothing. But post Big Brother, obviously he got huge. This really like, he was the standout star. Him and George Galloway became like really close friends, which was that. such an odd pairing. Such an odd pairing, but I love it. It was amazing because they were both on the same intellectual level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, so, but it did so happen. There's an amazing documentary. It's kind of in bad quality, but on YouTube called Unspun. Pete Burns Unspun. And it's about when he comes out of the house, he gets embroiled in some kind of domestic abuse situation with his husband and was actually put in prison. Mm-hmm. And um, for some reasoning, he, um, whoever gave him his bail, he had to live with them. Oh, when yeah, he got released. I remember you telling me and this. this whole documentary is about like George Galloway was like away, he wasn't in the country and he was trying to post his bail, but he couldn't, he fell through or whatever. So um some fan, some like super fan, paid for his bail and he had to go and live in this person's house and it is hilarious. You see Pete Burns walking into this like <laughs> semi detached, like in some brummy flipping estate <laughs> with um with like you know a camera crew yeah and he walks in and this little gremlin of a man is like hello pete you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen oh my god like, so so insane and pete is just so funny the way he's going on i'll he's be like, watching that later where's your bathroom and he's just like upstairs to the left will i come with the you the fact like, they made a tv show about it as well is like and what? the man had a shrine he had pete burns wedding veil and all this stuff that he'd bought off eBay and it's in this tiny little weird house and Pete is just so funny. He's like, am I going to go up and find your mom strapped to the bed? <laughs> like, and somehow gets out of it by being like, I need a bath. I can't stay here. I need a bath. 
I need a black and decker all over me, like this kind of stuff. So he kind of got away with everything, and so he got out of that situation. Yeah, he got to stay in a hotel, but it, it's just a hilarious documentary oh to see God. that whole dynamic between like people. Like, imagine. So does he live there for a while? Though? Yeah, I think he doesn't stay the night, but like okay. some of the documentary is like their interactions. Yeah, and yeah There's yeah. a point of um where the fan <laughs> reads a poem that he'd made for Pete and he recites it to him and it is like you're intoxicating cunt like so <laughs> intense and Pete is just sat there sucking on a fag with a big balloon lips being like dear god it's so oh, so iconic and so what happened with him and his um husband his husband did they get back together got back together stayed together till the end of um Aww. his life and you don't find anything because like I'm so obsessed with Pete Burns I would love to know how Michael's doing or like what it's they're doing with, like so private and like Pete Burns like I think there was some kind of bankruptcy going on at the end of his life and like Aww. but he had like a catalogue and art um a catalogue or a historic like Vivian Westwood pieces like yeah. he was a fashion collector what's the name of that one about his clothes the fashion um, one where they go through all this shit that's such a good documentary I remember that yeah it's kind of like where they're going through yeah. his wardrobe it's great um, and he just has some beautiful pieces <laughs> I think like he did have bankruptcy and he like his parents did drastically change he got like a ton of piercings at one point yeah he was at his like at his peak on that big brother yeah it was 2007 he looked incredible he was so slim he had these tattoos he just dressed so incredibly like he went into the big brother house oh, was that 2007 i know i was in school he had like that big white fur the whole yeah like, the gorilla fur the gorilla fur coat that went down which actually wasn't gorilla but like he was just i mean that is like you know it's amazing like when people like the geordie shore girls are being compared to pete burns who was so able to take the kind of attention that yeah. opting in for that kind of drastic look takes you know like i'd say like we were saying the geordie shore girls when they are they're kind of they're fitting into a stereotype that they live in within their world you know within their few friends it's normal to look like that mm -hmm. but then you know surely you're going to kind of like move on and like expand your friend group and it must be quite like I can't imagine looking like that all the time in a in a world you know the way like yeah. like we wear like you know short skirts shorts and stuff like that and you know this year I've been going out wearing my shorts and getting more you know the same attention that I usually would but I'm like oh fuck it I can't be arsed this year I don't I just want to walk up Henry Street without being like I own a friend yeah you get you get sick of the fucking con but then the weird thing is, is like I don't think if someone like the way your one Marnie or Chloe or whatever is looking I don't think they'd get looks if they were walking down the street people are so are more shocked at you and I wearing shorts or bare legs during the day than they would someone with a load of filler I think filler facial filler Maybe, but like when it gets to the body, when you see like I have not really seen that. I haven't kind seen of a lot of it in real life. Guitar yeah. body in real life. I'd love to. Oh, me too. But I can't imagine that ass walking down that the street. That is um, dope. So finally, to end uh, the episode, another person who was on Celebrity Big Brother and someone who got a lot of drastic surgery once again is Farah Abram. Who obviously got famous from being on Teen Mom, the original Teen Mom, yeah. which I stand that show. I fucking love. I still watch it sometimes. If it's on TV, the new ones, I'm just only the OG. If I need to cry, I will always watch Caitlyn and Tyler. <laughs> oh, she had a miscarriage. Did you see? No, yeah, oh I know. I'm like, can you stop trying for kids? Because you are not mentally capable. They have one. to, don't they? They do, yeah. But like, she's been in and out of kind of 
like depressive she's, mode. Yeah, they're always like on cu- that couple's counseling show. I know, and they're getting like their vows renewed. It's like, hey. yeah, it's like, oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. definitely should not still be together. <laughs> yeah, poor Tyler's like, help, help. His eyes are screaming. They are, and like their mom and dad. I mean, they're a whole different. They're fucking, a t- yeah, but Far Abram, though she didn't get surgery. <laughs> so do you remember Far? The thing with Far Abram that was interesting was like she was actually quite. Although, well, yeah, that was interesting because obviously the majority of people on um, Teen Mom were like from lower income families, you know, and like also teen pregnancy is something that usually people would associate with like lower income mm-hmm. um, housing or low or lower income families, um, you know. That it just is what it is. People associated with that, but Farah was different because she was from a very she was a cheerleader. She was from a quite a wealthy family. You could tell by their houses. Now they were separated parents and all. Were, were they, they separate? always separated? I don't think they were. No, they actually. were together the first at the season, start. They were yeah. together, and it was also she had a really sad story because she got pregnant with her boyfriend, who was like on the football team and she was the head cheerleader it was like this like American fucking fairy tale thing apart from the teen pregnancy and um while she was pregnant he got in a car crash and was killed Mm. and he was really supportive of like their pregnancy like he was going to stay with her the family were like supportive but then this whole thing just like seemed to you know you were really rooting for her I feel in the first few seasons of Teen Mom you really wanted her like it was really sad like when she was like going to the grave something went down with his family the boyfriend's family yeah the as the seasons like rolled out it was like I think they didn't like Teen Mom. And I don't think they were active in... Sophia at all. Sophia, and I don't think they liked that she kind of spoke about... She kind of made... Derek, the, wasn't that his name? Derek. Yeah, she kind of made like him famous. And I think they were like, can you not make her dad son famous, please? She can't, yeah. Like, I think they didn't like that she brought it into the show and that they were doing the show in general. Mm-hmm. And that, like, she was talking... Yeah, as you said, talking about it. I mean, they, like, the whole world knows that your son died like that's an intense to take on but then i guess amongst grief especially if totally. they were like a, you know we don't know i don't think they were together for like that long or whatever i think they were high school sweethearts yeah but like i mean i don't I, it was i don't think they were together for like a super long time yeah i guess they were 16 so how yeah. long could they be together exactly. but like um i do also see it from her perspective though where it's like i mean she chose to go on the show which is like whatever your opinion on that is you know but she couldn't really tell the story without that being part of the story because it was still so fresh like because teen mom it was 16 and pregnant so they were pregnant when she went on the show but i guess things like bringing the filming crew to the grave is that was later on yeah yeah but i think they were annoyed even that she brought it in in general it was quite secretive i don't think like we never saw them i don't think do we uh no they yeah. would never be on the show. Mm. Um, and it, they always had a lot of drama, though. She was always saying that her his parents were annoyed. And obviously, as the years went on, like, she was always a bit bratty, but you could kind of... Spoiled. W- spoiled, bratty. Um, but you always had a bit of sympathy for her because of the situation. And also, you also... You know, she was different. She was kind of, you could tell she was very smart. Like she was like finishing school, going to college, you know, that way. Mm. Um, And you were rooting for her. We were all rooting for you, Farah. But as the years went on and ironically, you know, you're seeing these other people from way less privileged um, backgrounds than Mm. her actually persevere and getting a house, getting their GED, going to college. And again, raising their child. Regardless of their, now some of them again. No, so I mean, there was a lot of problems with a a lot of them. Macy probably was the most successful out yeah. of the teen moms. Together. She was original as well, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she her and Farah had like, a big blowout. Yeah. Later oh, on yeah, for yeah, yeah. Um, Teen Mom OG. The sex tape, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, she didn't want to be on the show when because she, had, she, she, she did shame her. Yeah, she sex tape shamed her and that's yeah. sick. But yeah, Macy was very much like, she's the most kind of together. She kind of very much had 
the while also you know. going through hardships. I mean, her fucking baby daddy was like a drug addict and still is, still is falling asleep at the wheel on camera on the way to his wedding. And now, and that weird ass wife who's like, I'm pregnant again, Ryan. And it's like, he's like, goofing. Oh, it's dark. Very as dark. Hell. Really? Dark as I hell. Mean, and he was ho. So, so gorgeous. He was the hottest dad oh, on the show by a mile. So good looking. And Farah, when she was on that show, was stunning. so pretty. Like, just so gorgeous. Ryan Edwards is like, now he is just. Another Loaded, grey, dirty. And Macy, you know, she came from a very, like, normal, like, class. You know, like, mm. I, she was very normal from, like, I think she's from, like, Georgia. Like, some kind of, like... She was a cheerleader as well. But fair was, play to her. Like, she maintained the friendship with, like, Ryan's parents. And just yeah. really seems to have, like, a good moral compass. Which is rare in the show. Mm-hmm. But Farah... Um, she never grew up. She's, like, that type of teen mom that got pregnant at 16. And, like, her brain stopped developing at 16. Like... It was just so sad to see. She stay, She got brattier and brattier. Then there was the breakup of her family and she would refuse to call her dad, dad. She called him Michael. And that was always a weird thing. And she, Deborah, wasn't it? Deborah, yeah. She'd be like, Deborah and Michael. And she'd always just be like, I th- I'm pretty sure she also tried to like get, what's that thing where you're like divorced from your parents? And like the parents were Macaulay no- Culkin did it Yeah And like the parents were nothing but I mean obviously all parents I'm sure Have like faults and all the rest We, we never know the full story Yeah of someone but from, from what we saw They were at the For at least the first few years Her parents were nothing but supportive And wanting her to like They like bought Got her an apartment mm. They like set They had They used their privilege To like set this girl up With a fucking life It should not Like obviously having a kid at 16 God couldn't imagine how hard it would be, you know, mm-hmm. that way. But wait, it, it's no doubt that it's made fucking easier when your family are clearly loaded and you're being given a house and giving childcare and, and all this kind of and stuff. And supported her, yeah. So they they didn't throw her out of the house. They, like, helped her so the much. child, you know. I, but I think she... I remember there was always, like, this kind of, like, underlying thing of... There was something to do with the, the dad, the Derek. It was like she thought they weren't supportive through it. Maybe they didn't like him or something. I remember that was some sort of storyline. Like she thought that Michael didn't ever like Derek or like never like acknowledged his death or something, which is also like, did he not? Or are you just like on another planet? She obviously went like there was this really, you know, a, a quote from Farah. Um, this is when Sophia was four. So this is still uh, when Teen Mom was running. <laughs> it's this uh, thing called Shocker of the Week. Farah takes a break from her four-year-old. These days, former Teen Mom star Farah Abrams spends most of her time appearing in strip clubs or giving interviews, but she insists time apart from her daughter, Sophia, four, isn't hurting her. It's healthy that we have a little break, claims Farah, 22, whose dad lives near her and Sophia in Texas. She has her own life and is doing her own thing. I'm doing mine. Insane. (laughs) And like, out of all the kids... Sophia Like she was biting people yeah. And stuff like Oh no she, she was, was having full on Like like a feral dog uh, She was having like Outbreaks Like you know Like really like She was just Being dragged up By this Barbie doll On acid Or whatever the hell Like Farah When she went on Celebrity Big Brother It was kind of like when uh, You know Celebrity Big Brother I, It kind of like It changed uh, I, It wasn't on Channel 4 anymore As well It was yeah, on Channel once 5 Once Davina McCall Left yeah. that show The show died According to me Quote me, come for me, I don't care. Well, you are the, the big brother, you know, the, you have the knowledge. I know my shit. You know um, your shit. I would yeah. never doubt. Thank you. Now, there was great ones, like we had the one with Jeremy McConnell and, you know, Tiffany Potter. But it wasn't the essence of the yeah, show. Yeah, because Emma Willis, she just didn't, like, Davina McCall. No, she is big Loved brother. that show so yeah, much. It's and like that her passion baby. Just, yeah, and she was always pregnant, big yeah. mother, she yeah. used to call herself. But, um... 
when Farah Abraham was on it, she was on it with Janice Dickinson. Yeah. Um, there was who else was on it? There was like a, a gay guy, and it was like Austin. He was, I think, some kind of he wasn't famous or anything other than an affair, I think. And another guy from like Made in Chelsea were at The Apprentice, and he was straight, and she was absolutely hated in that house, and she was. To be honest, vile. I love reality show. I love drama on reality show. Mm. but And I love a villain, but that was just other level. She was just, I guess to the point, and this is when like reality show, reality TV kind of dies, is when like, it's like, and a lot of the time I see it more, well, you see it as well. I kind of, I noticed it first ever when I noticed this kind of happening, this like new trend and um, reality TV show, because I grew up with it and I could see, like I watched the first Big Brother and it was literally like watching like, people just be it was the complete utter like voyeurism and like pushing people to the limits and you know seeing stressing them out to see how humans react it was like a social experiment but then you know people cottoned on to the fact okay I will get garner more attention from being vile or from being you know Villain. dramatic and fighting they need to was like, like archetypes like of of characters on the show that they could get to be become famous you yeah know, that way so by the time um fire Abraham was on you could tell that actually, and I think it is truly her personality. It's like, I don't think it's like, we always say like separate the art from the artist. But like, I think Farah became this, like she was created by the mm, show. Yeah. And she turned into this She was a villain. product Yeah, of this that. is what we created as a society and as like a media obsessed um, world who like we made this weird media baby and like, you even saw that in the later remember when they brought back Teen Mom was Teen Mom OG and it was like they'd grown up their kids were like yeah. six or seven and they brought the producers into it remember it was yeah, like I loved they were, that I loved that because that was the best part when they that were, was because you never thought of that like yeah, how they were the same producers that they would work with like Farah friends yeah like Farah had this woman I can't remember her name um, but like she was the producer I, like so all they would have in the room was like a cameraman and a producer mm-hmm. two people now, maybe the cameraman would change. They never really addressed that. But the producer would always be with the same girl or the same family, you know. So Farah had And a lot this, of the time they were female. Yeah. Farah, and Farah had Kind this, of mentors. Yeah, the same woman who would be there with her when she was pregnant. She's been seeing all this shit play out. And she was horrible to her. Oh, it was she uncomfortable was like, viewing. She was like, fuck off, Stephanie. Like, she was just speaking to her on this level. I remember even, like, Dr. Drew was, like, in the reunions. It was just this, like, Deborah, her mom, would be sitting there bawling, crying, being like... Like, I just want my daughter back. I want to see my granddaughter. And she'd be like, well, maybe you should stop being such a fucking cunt. Know, she, the stuff, the venom. And I remember um, there was an amazing uh, part of Big Brother, which, uh, you know, you see them on Teen Mom, but you don't see them challenge, getting challenged sometimes, yeah. which is frustrating. So when she went on Big Brother, you actually got to see her. Now she did, because she was so vile and her venom just spat from her mm. mouth. She really did take over that household with just like, it wasn't even like, I, like I said, I love a fight. But she was just spewing yeah. hate. For the sake of it, not having any foundation or reason for saying these things. She was just being like a complete, like she was saying, like calling like a straight man a homo because he was friends with the game. Like being so, so vile and awful and like shocking um, to the point of it just being quite like frankly uncomfortable viewing. Yeah, like, yeah, not, yeah. like I'm not enjoying this. This is cringing me and tensing mm. me up. But there was... um. I'm not sure who it was. It was a British um, comedian, older man. And they were doing these like uh, live, uh, what do you call it? Live nominations. Where oh, like, yeah. They do it face to face nominations. And um, he uh, had Farah's picture and he said, you know, commenting on her kind of look. And he said like, you are the most vile, disgusting 
person that I've ever had the, you know, I'm so upset that I met you and that I had to, I'm in this situation. Unfortunately, I met you. You're the worst person I've ever met. And no amount of lip gloss can cover up the venom that lives inside you and the evil that exists in you. And that was like, oh, mic drop, shit. He went there. And it's like, so true. If you are gross, you can get your BBL. She was bopping around that gaff with her little arse and her tits and her nose and her everything. And it's like. And she got like very extreme surgery. You're grotesque. You're grotesque. Yeah. No, there's nothing that can change that because yeah. you are so horrible to people. She, yeah, and it was like you could tell that her, like, we're going to look at the surgery thing. Like, her surgery definitely came from like severe self hatred. I think you know, like, and that was spewed out. And like, she's one of these people that like clearly has like, I don't know. I mean, issues is an understatement. You know that way she needs and like, you know, the way that she's manipulated her body, the way that she's like even carried herself through the media and like not even to like shame her for her like sex tape but the way she went about it was just so contrived as well it's like she pretended that it was a, she said it was a leaked sex tape it was a fully produced porno with James Franco or not James Franco what's his name James Dean yeah yeah it was a porn star a porn star who's a perfect and who he- also had a girlfriend at the time yeah so she was trying to make it out that he cheated on his girlfriend yeah. and like you yeah. know yeah she was, was like that was a, a private sex tape it's like that was one of the most clear. I, also, I don't watch porn, but come on. No, but that you was like, it, it was also like, her, it was like, bow, bow, yeah. and she was like walking up it the was spiral. She was like walking up the spiral staircase and it was like, it had a cheesy plot. Yeah. Like, she was trying to say that we were dating and we decided, oh, because he's a porn star, we're going to like make this like, and he leaked it. So not only is he like revenge porning your ass, he was cheating on his girlfriend. And he's now not considered professional. I'm not sure anything about his career otherwise, but yeah. like, yeah, it was dark. And then from then on, the teen moms all went against yeah. her, like, as a pack. Amber had her back for a while. Oh, really? Amber did have her back because she was quite close to her, I think. I think they kind of bonded yeah. over, like, just being maybe chaotic and, like... Yeah, because Amber had her own... Struggles. Domestic abuse. Yeah, and, like, and um, Amber was just... Remember Amber, that interview? Did Dr. Drew go right, into yes, the prison? Yes, right, out of prison. Iconic I, in, the, in jumpsuit. Jump I want to rewatch some That's, of like I mean that Teen was Mom crazy. was Teen Mom, and I'm talking like you know the originals. Yeah, like Macy, the journey. Yeah, Caitlin, Janelle, Amber, Janelle, Kifa. Oh my gosh, Janelle, and she got on heroin. And like she still whoa. fucked. Oh no, only recently. Like the guy that she's married. Yeah, was like it, it was only a few years ago. Like there was like a, a, they're always in domestic. Like the police are always no, being he's called. A very scary he had man. a rifle. He was like shooting in their home. He shot their dog. Yeah. Because it bit their daughter and the kids were taken off them for that. He shot their nude puppy in front of... In front of the kids. Jason And Jace is still with Barbara. Barbara, what an angel. She is an angel, but there's a weird live stream of Barbara and Janelle being drunk together. So um, that really made me kind of see Barbara in a different light. Now, I do think she is an angel and thank God. Why is she not let be drunk with her daughter? Because what we kind of saw of Janelle and the relationship with her mother a lot of the time is that like she was the solid, you know, she was trying to help Janelle so much. She was anti the drug and the drink and like how that was implementing her life. Like her son was taken off. How drunk we talking? Like bad. Slurring words and like, yeah, no. Like it wasn't like having a quiet drink, but I do, I don't know. I don't know much about addiction, but I'm assuming if you're on heroin, if if my, God forbid, if like someone in my family had been on heroin and had like a huge history of, um, drug and drink abuse I probably wouldn't be getting pissed with them 
Well, either way, yeah, I think yeah. it, you know. Like, it depends on your like your sobriety, as far as I, as far as I know. But some people, the most common, I think, way to be sober is to be kind of sober. like completely sober. Yeah, especially yeah. with like heroin, etc. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but like, yeah, I mean, I've I think, watched a lot I think, of intervention. I think Barbara is a good person. I think she's a good there. person, and I think she always really wants to connect with Janelle, from what I've seen. No, I think and, she's like, a good person, but obviously, she has her own struggles. Like, she was mm-hmm. put through hell by her goddamn mm-hmm. daughter. And, has had, and also like In and out of course From what we But even beyond Like Janelle Like I mean she was um, Grew up Like Janelle grew up Watching Barbara being beaten By I'm pretty mm. sure Their father So like you and know I, yeah. She hasn't had like An easy life And they were like Really you know From a very low They were like um, Caitlin and Tyler You know They're mm. very low income They were living in Mobile homes almost From South Carolina I believe Which is really poor You know And, and just even I mean the way again that Janelle treated Barbara was horrific and then like you know Janelle got custody of Jace back and she's with this really scary man who has like I remember he put up on social media like it was terrifying loads and loads he had like huge vast amounts of bullets and firearms and all and wasn't this kind he of like also like I'm gonna say like slightly KKK yeah, I think I'm pretty so. sure stuff came out about him yeah. because they do live in KKK, like South Carolina is where the KKK was founded. I think North or South, one of them. And it's quite I think obvious, North Carolina actually. Like sorry. regardless of what you think about Janelle, it's quite obvious that like her um, pattern is that she gets with like she gets in very abusive um, relationships and yeah. gets controlled quite yeah. easily. She's vulnerable to that kind of treatment. Yeah. So Maybe we should do a Teen Mom episode. Oh my there's God, so there's much so in Teen many. Mom, yeah, but is, like but going back to Farah, yeah, it is. She out of all of them. Um, she really opted for the surgery, right? Yeah. Which is what we're talking about today. Like she really did go down that route, and it is, it's it's scary. It's, it's funny looking at all of them, you know, like the different reasoning for surgery and these. I wonder is there like an archetype of person who's just so extreme, you know, that way that goes, mm. it wants to be on TV and wants to be famous and gets all this surgery, and it's just so bizarre. But I think to end this episode, let's play a clip from Farah Abrams' stunning song, Lindsay. Blowing. Sing us out, baby. <laughs> oh. Oh. Woo! Yes, girl. Throw your hands up. I'm blowing. <laughs> Let's get this party started. It's Christmas up in this bizarre. Gullies. Get your eggnog and start blowing away. You know what we mean when we say blowing. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry. <laughs> Hope you're having a wonderful time, girls, at home with your mum and dad. Shout out to your mum, dad, your granny, your great granny, whoever's there. Hope you got your granny a BBL for Christmas. Let us know when you're getting the Chris Kindle with the girlies. And keep on keeping on, girls. We'll see you next week for more It Goes. Bye, bitches. 